Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. 535 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer live in location, West Edmonton Mall. And it is the Oilers autograph session. Uh, I'm here with Brendan Escott, Angie Quinnell, Kellen Kennedy's back in the 630 Chad Studios. Reed Wilkins coming down the pipe down at 7. To the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Dean says, Bob Vancouver played last night the way Rick Tockett played. That one comes to us from Dean. Well, Rick Tockett was a admirable player, to say the least. He's a pretty good coach. Uh, we will tell you at this time that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaft that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. As we head off to the River Curry Resort Casino Hotline from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is a game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino on 131st Avenue and Fort Road. We welcome uh, back to the show Ron McLean. Hello, Ron. How are you doing? I'm great, Bob and Brendan. And uh, as you say, what a day for the Oilers to have to be at West Edmonton Mall. But <laughs> the kids are loving it. And, uh, I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned when you're our age and you're much younger than me, but we've been through the ringer and we've made our mistakes. And when I heard Eileen Lots Bell, of them. <laughs> back at the top of the clock, uh, I go back to my uh, goofy Red Deer days at CKRD, and I think about things a whole lot worse than an 8-1 to one loss. But still, it was a... It was quite a game, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you this story. I, I said to you, Bob, I, I will share one story that's one of my favorites. When Brian Trottier signed as a free agent with Pittsburgh after his Hall of Fame career with the Islanders and four Stanley Cups, and Al Arbor, one of the greatest coaches of all time, so he's in the dressing room at the training camp with Pittsburgh, and they put him between the two goaltenders for whatever reason. And the guy directly across from him is your Rob Brown, and he said, "I love this kid immediately." And boy, could he talk! But he really, he really connected with Rob Brown. So tell Rob the Trache, and that's in his book, uh, which is All Roads Lead Home. Anyway, Trache, he was curious to find out about Badger Bob Johnson, the coach of the Penguins, who was going to try to lead uh, them to the promised land, and he'd already been there with Arbor. So they lose 8-1, to one. exact same score. The Penguins lose the game 8-1 to one early in the year, and he's expecting the paint to peel, or he really doesn't know what Bob Johnson's going to do when he walks into the dressing room. And in comes Badger Bob, and he looks at all the guys, and he says they're Nine goals scored here tonight. Nine goals. And then he paused. And he says, and ours was the prettiest one. So get some sleep, have some oatmeal, walk your dog. I'll see you tomorrow. And that was it. Uh, to me, it reminded me of the SCTV skit, which, as you know, was filmed over at the uh, ITV studios back in the day when the Allard yeah. family had it. And Harold Rusin was probably the VP of Wick at that time, the Kaiser Soze of Edmonton Muddy, as I jokingly refer to Harold as, former Oilers owner and uh, one of the members of the uh, Edmonton Investors Group. And they had this fight. And Johnny LaRue was sort of playing this Rocky-like role in the flight. And they'd booked three hours for the fight. And he gets knocked out in the first 15 seconds. And they had to fill the next three hours. And I got to tell you, Ron, that when it got to about 6-1 early in the third period, you know, I'm thinking to myself, all right, uh, you know, we, we take the regular season a little bit more seriously, focus on play-by-play and color, not as much storytelling the the bottom line is after the, stuff like that happens once in a while it's just you just don't expect it ron to happen in the first game of the year 
No, and uh, by the way, when you had uh, Mac T on the other day talking about Kenny Lacusta, that was a great boxing uh, recollection too. But you know, I went back like you did. You try to think about times when the Oilers have been smoked in the past, and I know last year in Game Three to Vegas it was only five to one, but it was kind of a, a moment yeah. of, of truth, and they rallied with a four-one victory in Game Four. And I go back to '81. This is ancient history, but when they beat Montreal in three straight, now the test yeah. happened. They play the New York Islanders next, and Wayne had been asked before Montreal or after the Montreal series. He said, "We beat the best uh, team of all time," and uh, the Islanders took exception to that, of course, and they spanked Edmonton in Game One of that series, eight to two, and they went up two nothing in the series. The Islanders, but the uh, Gretzky got a hat trick in Game Three. They fought back. Uh, and it'll be those guys who lead. Uh, I went and looked at all the uh, last 30 years. Have any of the Stanley Cup champions been blitzed in their first game of the season? And the worst one is uh, just a few years ago, St. Louis Blues, who you know got off to a horrible start. They lost 5-1 to one to the Winnipeg Jets, and they lost 7-9. of nine. So they kind of bumbled out of the gate. But as a rule, in the last 30 years, only six teams have lost their season opener and gone on to win the Stanley Cup. And those losses were all tight. So it, it's just, you know, for what that's worth, it was just me kind of comparing uh, the past and seeing if there was any kind of a, I was hoping for somebody to lose eight to one and then win the cup, but the blues is close five to one. And they I, I can, I can tell you that at the start of the 91, 92 season, now the Oilers had just moved Mark Messier. So it was a, a re, I mean, that was sort of for, and he was my favorite player uh, as I was finishing yeah. playing, you know, for the Southside Athletic Club. I tried to do that, lift that back leg off and shoot off the fly type thing. And, and frankly, I sort of went from the Messier school, which was throw punches first and ask questions later. But uh, in 91, Ron, the Oilers went to Calgary opening game and lost 9-2. to Wow, and they had they had a they, that was in the 91-92 season, and you would recall in '92 which team lost in the Campbell Conference Final to Mike Keenan's Chicago Blackhawks that year, and that was the Edmonton Oilers. And yeah, nobody they, thought nobody thought that 91-92 team. I think they might have lost like 10 of their first 13 games, Ron, or 11 of their first 13, and they ended up making it three rounds of the playoffs that year. So there, I, I, I know that was a bad one. Same with the year previous when they lost to Minnesota uh, in the third round. And, and I just remember what a, you know, they were a team of guts. Uh, Matt yeah. T, I, I just remember him stitched from stem to stern and uh, Messier the same way the year before against uh, Minnesota. So they, they, were a, they were an amazing team of, of heart. And this, here's a question for you now. The only, uh, I loved everything Jay Woodcroft said in your uh, chat today you know he answered everything and i I agree with him now that i think about it they weren't in their zone much as they looked screwed up on a couple of the goals they didn't spend a ton of time didn't have to the shots were like howitzers and or lucky breaks Um, but he didn't start mcdavid and dry so you pointed out you addressed the discipline issue and you know he wasn't happy to take six penalties and didn't feel it was necessary to put stress on the roster at that point in the game but he didn't start. He started Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway, that line, third line for the third period. And, and that's yeah. the only question I would, you know, th- there's no sense heaping on Jay. He doesn't deserve to be heaped on for that game. But uh, but that, what did you think about that? Uh, I got it because it's 5-1 after two periods. And I would not have gone to the whip with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um Now, that said, the Oilers in the mid-80s came back from 6-1 down in Vancouver and 1-8-6. But they had seven Hall of Famers on their team. This yeah. current incarnation of the Oilers has two stone-cold border locks. It's a different game now. It was Vancouver's night. I mean, they were just 
You know, they missed the playoffs seven of the last eight years. Vancouver lost their first seven games last year. They squandered a 3-0 lead against Edmonton in Edmonton to start the year. Yes, the Oilers right. had played very well, Ron, in that building the last three or four seasons. Like, Five in they've a row, only, one. Right. It was, it was, Ron, you know what? They got, and the other thing is, they're the hunted. People know that the Oilers, in theory, and it may not prove out to be that way. I'm still going to say they're going to win 50 games. But, you know, teams get up to play against McDavid and Drysaddle, and the Oilers players need to fundamentally understand that they got to bring their best every night. Well, Vancouver went through the preseason six games, and they only scored 12 goals. So, yeah. you know, they Oilers were so ripe for the picking in that sense that, uh, you, as you say, they're hyped. I saw Carolyn Cameron had Luke Gazdick and Justin Bourne doing the Hockey Central show that we do on TV for a half an hour before yeah. the NHL each night. And they had players, you know, giving their Stanley Cup picks, and Rasmus Anderson of the Calgary Flames, he says, not Edmonton. That was his answer to who's going to win the Stanley Cup. So it's already there. You know, they're loaded and ready for uh, – bear against them. And by the way, Fantilli's got a point, just to give you an update, because I've got the Columbus game on. I want to see how he does. And Jake Bean of Calgary scored, and Fantilli got an assist. And uh, It's 2-1 to one Philadelphia, though. The Flyers are looking really good in Columbus so far. Well, there you go. Sean Couturier, ironically, right? Back with yeah. uh, back uh, after suffering the back issues. Ron, we don't often get into this. Uh, you know, we tend to keep it you know, focused on hockey and talk about, you know, potential trade targets and those sort of things. I was, I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised. Like, I look at the NFL and I think the commissioner has too much power. And I can see why the players don't know. Like, I, I find the NFL at times a little bit judgmental. Mm-hmm. I have, especially, frankly, on on things like pot. Like I understand when you're getting the crap kicked out of you, maybe there's a a methodology to not drinking heavily and dealing with things the other way. And I, I at times I felt Goodell has been he's suspended uh, too harshly on on players for things. Um, now that said, I was a little surprised that the National Hockey League pivoted away from giving the players the option on the tape. I, I, like, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to put pride tape on, that's an individual choice. I, I kind of understand the jersey thing a little bit more, right? right. But individ- yeah. individually on the tape, like, you know what? I, I'm going to envision that the Oilers Entertainment Group, we, we've done, we're going to have nights where we support the veterans damn straight. We should be having nights where we support our veterans or our police service or, um, you know, uh, frankly, I think we should have a night where we support people in the oil and gas sector because it's helped drive our economy and fundamentally support our businesses. But on that note, Ross, so I'm going to envision we're going to do something uh, for, uh, you know, inclusivity in, yeah. in all fronts. I was I was a little bit disappointed with, and, and I'm not a big virtue signaler. You would know that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, give the choice well, up to the like. I'm going to wear a pen to to support it when it on that day on our panel when I'm on you know when I'm on sports set for that game. Just like to hear you your know, thoughts Bob, on that. I was I, I don't like it at all. I, I just it's a gag order is what it is, and, and yes. it's, a, it's a different version of a gag order on your on your ambassadors. You you look at the work uh, the Oilers Edmonton has done uh, to promote the game. You know they're they're now riding uh, Connor Bedard ragged through the summer with all the work that they've done promoting him, and the schedule is tailor made to have him you know roll through all these great markets early in the season. But Edmonton is the birthplace of Pride Tape. Uh, Luke Prokop is. You know, I put that right there with the uh, Apollo lunar landing and Paul Henderson's goal in 72. It's the three places on earth that felt the earth move under me. 
One was Rogers play standing at an Oil Kings game and looking at Luke and just thinking, God, good for you. What a, what a brave soul to help uh, so many people with uh, such a simple thing. It shouldn't even be, you know, in our world, again, right. you, we all have our blind spots. So we like to say we're, uh, we're very uh, inclusive and understanding, but of course we miss the mark half the time. You know, this is a this was a totally unnecessary way to bring the players to heel on a point. Uh, I hope, I really hope, you know, if, if the NBA, no way that they would do it. Uh, but if they told LeBron James you can't uh, wear pride tape uh, on your fingers, you know, he, he'd wear it every game for the rest of time until they right. wiped off. So I mean, it, it shouldn't have been done. It was a it was an unnecessary, and I and I hope they rescind that idea. I, I really do because, and I hope one team. I don't know, you know, I know San Jose has been very good uh, leader on the forefront of this somebody's got to just you know bite the bullet take the fine and go out and show that we really care about the community and uh, we're just making strides now why would you do that there was no need to do that so yeah it was upsetting I I, I like people having the right to make their own choice on issues you know uh, I personally I personally got vaccinated that was part of the prerequisite to have the privilege of traveling with the National Hockey League but for some hardcore individuals that did not want to be vaccinated, right, I would say that's kind of their choice too. Like that's I, right. you know, yeah, we that, just, that is the thing, uh, you know, Bob. You, 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 when do you retreat or attack? You know, you, you, this is not a form of aggression. Wearing uh, pride tape on your stick, right. it's not an imposition to anybody. And and yeah. you know, again, it always comes down to what is the safe. You know, they're protecting their private interests. Uh, the NHL, they're protecting their business interests. You know, by not ruffling feathers, by not having anybody, you know, up in arms. But, but I don't get that. I, I think you're you're in a position of just let them let them be them. Is you know, McDa- or uh, Bedard's new campaign is do you? It's perfect. You yeah, know, that, yeah. I was. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I was, I was, I was a little bit surprised by it. I thought it was frankly, hey. yeah, uh, you know, yeah, it, absolutely. All right. Uh, the uh, tell me this: Which team do you think is going to take the biggest step forward? The New Jersey Devils, maybe they've already taken the step forward. Yeah, that's the, the thing, Buffalo right? Sabers, the Detroit Red Wings, or is there a team in the West? I guess you could argue maybe Vancouver's going to take a step forward after last night. But where's Isn't your headspace at with them? Yeah, no, yeah. no, that, that's a good point because Quinn Hughes has looked sensational with the C on, and uh, you know there's been talk that uh, Jack Hughes could be up for a trophy. He could be up for a trophy, and Luke could be up for the Rookie of the Year, although it looks like the darts flying. Um, I, I do think uh, Ottawa's still my my team. Uh, but last year, Bob, as you know, five teams who had missed the playoffs the previous year got in. And Vegas was one of them. New Jersey was one of them, improving 49 points. The Kraken yeah. was one of them, improving 40 points. So it can happen on a dime that you can improve. And I, I feel like we've been kind of watching Ottawa build. Can they can they defend? I, you know, and I, I thought Corpusello's the guy. It was a bit of a softy Brady Shea's winner last night. Yeah. But I, I feel their team is... Uh, and I, I especially think with, you know, your friend and mine, Steve Steos, coming into the organization, uh, Landauer, and Lauer, rather, as the owner, I, I feel they're the team that I would, you know, earmark first as both to improve the most. Well, Brady Kachuk's a heck of a player. Uh, Rod, look, we appreciate the time. We've got, uh, I, I think, in a couple moments, a couple minutes, we're going to have Cody Cece here. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. Love having you on the show, okay? He was He's revered in Owen Sound. He was an attack, and we had Hockey Day in Canada there last year, and everybody loves Cody, and I know he's, I think he's still in touch with his billets, so you might just tell him how much he's loved up there. Okay, have fun uh, at the mall, and we'll talk to you next week, you guys. You, you bet. That is Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino. 
Every day is a game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue and Fort Road. All season long, we're going to have Oilers game day tributes presented by Pro-Am Sports, Fan Gear, and Fan Cave Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and ProAmSports.ca. All correct answers this month will win, or sorry, all correct answers will be entered to win a 11 by 14 frame photo signed by the Oilers' three Stanley Cup champion goalies, Andy Moog, Bill Ranford, Grant Fear. It's valued at $300. Visit ProAmSports.ca to check out ProAm Sports' entire inventory of amazing sports memorabilia. We'll actually do trivia tomorrow on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. We're going to step out for uh, 30 seconds, and uh, we're just uh, trying to navigate one of our guests here, but we'll take a quick time out. It's 5.50 one in Edmonton and you're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 554 at Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Angie Quinnell, Reed Wilkins by the way as Inside Sports as well here live from West Edmonton Mall. You can join New West Travel for an exclusive roadie to Montreal to watch the Oilers play the Canadians on a Saturday night. This package includes airfare with Porter Airlines, three nights deluxe hotel in downtown Montreal, private suite tickets with food and beverage welcome reception with yours truly and special guest experience the incredible hockey experience that is Montreal this January to be a part of this awesome Montreal road trip reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com all right uh Cody Cece's gonna we're gonna get him on at 605 Brendan Escott's gonna hop back in we are gonna go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line uh Bob sorry missed one point but don't force this uh don't force the player to do it Ron said one team to put pride tape on sticks, get every team to do it, and even the top ten stars in the league will wake up. I'm actually surprised, Brendan. i got to tell you, I, I did not inv- – like, the jersey thing, okay, I kind of maybe understand it's putting heat on uh, guys who don't want to wear the – to me, the pride tape, the stick tape should be an individual choice for the individual player. I'm a little surprised that the league's – hammer down on that your thoughts yeah it's uh i mean i think we all know it's a step in the wrong direction to be clamping down on one's you know personal freedoms and that sort of thing like if you don't support it just put white or black tape on your stick like you normally would yeah and if you do and you know what and nobody who says which game you have to do it like whatever like yeah i think that uh they they've really got themselves pigeonholed by sort of you know capitulating to the the small minority last year it really boxed them into an awkward position and if this is the response uh, i don't know that they're um, they're going to win a lot of hearts over by doing what they're doing here bob i don't think it's the kind of thing that we want to see any league doing and uh, you know for a league that's trying to be more progressive it's not really uh, inching in that direction when you when you look at this, this yeah, way. I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm kind of. Not, uh, there's a lot of things that happen sometimes. Like, okay, well, I can sort of. This was not one of them. Well, did they ban camouflage tape too? Like, so can you use camouflage tape on on military nights? I, I don't know. Y- you know what I mean? Like, how, at, at what point does the? Uh, I know I wanted to ban Jeff Delorier's orange pads because the puck, <laughs> the puck was too easy to pick. Seriously, <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury. They was, had to tell him, right? Yes, and he got and and Jeff got all mad at me. And same with Mark Andre Fleury when he was in Pittsburgh. They're like, your your pads are too light and yeah. it's too easy to pick up the puck off your pads on rebounds that to me like whatever like you know and and again i'm a guy who if you if you go after the oiler's name i'm gonna rear back a bit on you here and Mm -hmm. go you know you're damn lucky you live in this province and the industries that have supported this province and you know hey hey if we end up having uh 
Mark Carney is the next Prime Minister. We might be having a conversation about that on this very show, so we'll have to wait and see down the road. All right, uh, the players have just wrapped up. a. Uh, they've had a little event beforehand to sort of explain how this all works. We've got basically the players are stationed in all these different areas. Connor McDavid, by the way, is going to be right behind us. How, how many people are here? Oh, well, they've guaranteed, what, the first 300 people a, a look. I think we have surpassed the 300 oh, person no, total. There, there's like There's got to be eight or nine hundred. Yeah, right. we've. I'm going to tweet the picture out momentarily, but uh, we've had several deafening "Let's Go Oilers" chants. Yes. And on my walk over, it's not like it's just the Ice Palace that's lined. Every part of the mall is lined with Oilers fans and jerseys right now. It's awesome. Right. And uh, there is a lot of construction going on. Wait, it's Edmonton. There's a lot of construction <laughs> going on everywhere. Tell the people when there isn't. That's more alarming. All right, there we go. <laughs> Thomas Dias has a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, we'll uh, hook up with Cody Cece. You're listening to Oilers now.